What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And today, I'm coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm at the Impact Collective event. This is actually the last event that Jason is doing under the Impact Collective kind of theme. And uh, it's, it's, it's exciting because I've been following... I've been a fan of Jason's for for a long time and and was, you know, I I came across him on, I believe it was Barbell Shrugged podcast. I can't remember the first time I heard him speak, but now um, to be part of NCI, the Nutritional Coaching Institute, doing these events with other coaches, they always fire me up. These weekends always fire me up. And this is kind of like the end of an era. And you'll have to, if you're a coach or if you are somebody who's interested in learning more about becoming a coach, um, absolutely should be following Jason Phillips. You should be following NCI and just stay tuned for everything that's going on. But that's not what this episode is about. Um, I just wanted to let you know that I'm actually sitting here in my hotel room. Um, It is, it's been warm in Nashville. Uh, You know, it's uh, again, like sometimes when I travel, it brings up memories of my past chronic dieting days. So uh, I always like to provide a little bit of context of where I'm coming from to record these these episodes because it absolutely sparks and, and brings back some some of the some of the dark days when I used to travel and I would overindulge and then feel like a jackass and then chronically restrict myself and I found myself in that in that cycle for a very long time. So it's nice to not be there again. So, so now I get to go to a city like Nashville, enjoy the food, enjoy the scene, enjoy you know some drinks, and just fully be present. And this weekend is going to be a lot of learning. Uh, so always, always pr- this, these type of events provide a lot of clarity for me in the direction that I want to take pop and my business, but then I will also be educating. Um, I'll be one of the speakers on Sunday. So if you are here, this episode won't release for a couple of days, but uh, if you're here and you see me, come say hi. If you are a if you're a mind over macros listener and you are at this event, um, don't be shy. I'm actually pretty quiet in person. It's not because I'm a dick. It's just because that's my nature. Uh, so come say hi. We'll we'll have a conversation. And uh, yeah, I'm excited because again, there's opportunity to learn, opportunity to teach. Um, two things that every human should be, uh, you know, actively seeking. I think that it's you know two of our our jobs as humans to continue to educate ourselves, to continue to get better and learn and evolve and grow, and then also to pay that forward. So when you do learn and you do acquire new skills and you know have more wisdom to to kind of share with the world it's important to pay that forward and to teach and that is you know speaking at these events I'm fortunate enough I think this is going to be my fifth in a row that I was asked to be one of the speakers super powerful it's amazing this I think there's going to be 200 or there are 200 people here so will be the largest event that I've ever had to get up on stage and deliver a presentation or a talk. Uh, but it always excites me and and just whatever way that I can help other coaches or other individuals who want to coach, any way that I can help them, I'm always down for that. So 
that's a little context, a little long-winded as you're used to context on where I'm at and what's going on right now. But that's not the theme of the episode. Um, I wanted to go over the top five mistakes that you might be making. And again, this is sparked based on the fact that I used to travel really poorly. I used to go on vacation really poorly. And it's a cycle that is very common. I'm going to explain why that is. So that's a little preview as to one of the mistakes that you might be making. Um, But this is going to be a top five, the top five mistakes that might be preventing you from reaching your goals. And if we can create awareness around these things, then we can hopefully overcome them and break these habits and these patterns that might be keeping us stuck. Um, As always, if you enjoy the episode, if you enjoy the show in general, it helps me tremendously if you can leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And also, if you can just share it to your uh, stories on Instagram, you take a screenshot, you post it to Instagram, you tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner and uh, share it with a friend, tell people, let's continue to help the show grow. Obviously, I'm biased. I think that uh, this is an important this is an important show that most people need to hear, not because of anything that I do that's you know particularly special, but just because we need more of a balanced approach in the industry. I feel like there's a lot of extremists out there, and the messaging can be a little bit confusing. So the more people that have a balanced approach, understanding the individual nature of fitness, nutrition, really it applies to every area of your life. But when we can understand what success looks like and how to get there, uh, the more people that we can help to achieve what they're trying to accomplish. And really that's the whole purpose here. So before I jump into the top five mistakes along those lines, there's two concepts that I came across recently that I absolutely love. And I wanted to, wanted to share those. Um, one of the concepts is about how to make decisions. And one of the concepts is about how to overcome or, or how to frame failure. So the first concept is called the 51% rule. And I kind of made that name up, but I felt like that was the most appropriate. And uh, it's under the premise of when it's time to make a decision, most of us wait until we're 100% sure I actually had uh, a funny conversation with somebody who joined our coaching program recently. And she was like, we were on the call, we were talking, you know, she was telling me about all of her, all the diets that she's tried and how nothing works for her. She's been really frustrated. So we went over the whole thing and she's like, you know what, this sounds like exactly what I need. I'm like 95% sure that I want to move forward. And I, and she's like, but you know, I'm not 100% sure. I'm 95% sure. So like I need I need a little bit of time to think about it so that I can get to 100% sure. And I was like, "Okay, that's fair." But let me tell you about this 51% rule. So I heard about the 51% rule and uh, I'm not sure who the original source was. Um I I saw it on on Instagram. Um the the Instagram handle is at @steven uh, so somebody that I follow for like self-development, self-help, and I can't remember who he heard it from, but he said, I believe he said it was like Obama that he first heard mention this concept. And so I don't know if that was the original source, but that's where I heard about it from. So anyway, 51% rule. It's time to make a decision. You believe you need to be 100% sure, which 
actually prevents you from making a decision because there are very, very few things in life that you're going to be 100% sure of to make a decision. Now, the key is the faster you make a decision, the faster you learn the right path or the faster the path illuminates or becomes uh, very clear because of the fact that you just did something about it, right? So if I'm like on the fence about this decision and then I'm like, I need to be 100% sure and I and 100% is kind of this, this bullshit concept that we've created in our mind because we're never going to be 100%. There's always going to be even something that seems very obvious. There's always going to be that ounce of doubt of what if this goes horribly wrong. So then we're like, uh-oh, I'm not 100% sure I can't move forward. And when you don't make a decision, you don't move forward, that keeps you stuck and it delays your timeline. And you guys know how I feel about time. You guys know how I feel about wasting time. It is something that too many of us do too often. We are so just willing to sacrifice time when we can never get that back. So if I'm going to sit here and delay, let's use these, let's say this this woman. Now, fortunately, I told her about the 51% rule and she moved forward with the program. But let's say she waited and was like, you know what? I'm 95% sure, but I'm not 100% sure. So I'm not going to sign up. And then a month goes by and she's still not 100% sure. And then two months go by and then two years go by and she's never 100% sure. And in all of that time, she's now wasted two years of not reaching her goals because she was you know, she wanted that 100% certainty to make that decision and it never happened. So now she wasted all that time. She's still not where she wants to be. Now, if you're 51% sure and you move forward, you make the decision. Okay, I'm 51% sure this is what I'm going to do. And you just go. You will very quickly learn either, yes, this was a great decision. I'm so glad I took that leap and I'm so glad I made that move. Or you're going to be like, oh shit, this was not the direction I wanted to go. Let me pivot really quickly because I already learned based off of action that this isn't the right way. So you either get it right or you learn that you didn't get it right and then you can make it right. But if you wait and you delay and you wait for this uh, you know, unicorn of a number like 100%, then you delay your results, you waste time. Um, so, you know, I've been just as as a quick side note, I've been going on on rants lately about how we continue to waste time, we continue to delay, we we continue to tell the the lie to ourselves that there is a right time, or that we're going to do something, you know, down the road, or it'll be better timing down the road, or or even the the willingness to say like, well, this isn't the right time because of finances, or I had this unexpected expense come up. Guess what? That's going to happen every fucking time. Um, I'm not going on another rant about time, but I will say that all of this was was brought upon or kind of um, brought to the surface based off of everything that's been going on with my dad and. If you haven't heard the story, you can listen to the previous episodes, the the, the last episode and the one before that. Um, I kind of share a little bit about that story, but I just wanted to to thank you guys for the 
outpouring of, of love and support and the, the DMs, the messages. Um, for those of you who just sent your thoughts and prayers and positive vibes and everything, um, I am happy to report that my dad is out of the hospital and he still has a long road ahead in terms of recovery, but his turnaround from you know surgery to out of the hospital was incredible. I, I could not be more proud. And you know, his mindset was I couldn't control whether I woke up from surgery or not, but I damn sure could control what I did afterwards to, you know, do everything in my power to get out of the hospital, to get my recovery happening. And, you know, it, it's tough because my dad's been an athlete his entire life. So having to go through the process of like learning to breathe again and learning to, you know, and having to walk again and, and finding himself out of breath from walking up and down the hallway, like stuff that we take for granted. So I'm super proud of his, his mindset and his approach of just one day at a time, I'm going to do everything that I can control and not stress about the uncontrollables. And I think that we could all benefit from that mindset. But anyway, I just wanted to say thank you. So that's the first concept, the 51% rule. And uh, it's something that once I heard it, I was like, yes, this is exactly, you know, kind of the frame that I was looking for because I'm a big believer in just stop delaying, take, take the action. You know, usually you have that gut feeling. You're like, okay, this is what I need. And then your brain steps in and is like, wait a minute, that's outside of our comfort zone. We can't do that. Stay safe, stay safe. And it tries to keep you stuck. So you make up an excuse. It is a, it's basically a trick, you know, that your brain is playing on you that says, you know, we can't afford this or it's not the right time or whatever other bullshit excuse comes up. And then you delay because you're not quote unquote, hundred percent sure that will never happen. 100% will never happen. Uh, you, you just need to be 51% sure to move forward. The second concept is, is a concept that helps you overcome uh, failure or setbacks. It's a way to frame setbacks. And this is, I think, particularly help helpful with, um, with nutrition, because we all have the tendency to make one poor choice nutritionally and be like, you know what, that wasn't the best choice. And then be like, ah, fuck it. I made that choice. So I might as well just blow the rest of the day. I'll get started tomorrow. Sometimes it's like, all right, it's a Saturday. Didn't go as planned. And then Saturday's a shit show. And then Sunday's a shit show. And you're like, diet starts Monday. So I heard this concept. I believe it was James Clear. I always want to quote, or I guess give credit to uh, the source. I believe it was James Clear. Sometimes people share from other people and it kind of gets lost in who the original source was. So um, please don't hold me to it. I'm just telling you where I heard it from. (laughs) James Clear, I believe, was the one. He wrote Atomic Habits, phenomenal book. So this idea was that break, you know, kind of frame your day in four quarters. And I love this because, you know, I've been playing sports my whole life and watching sports my whole life. Uh, and I always love kind of these type of analogies and references. But anyway, if your day is four quarters, let's just call it, you know, morning, um, you know, kind of early afternoon, late afternoon, and then evening, you've got these four quarters of your day. Let's just say that your your morning goes really well in terms of nutrition and your, your early afternoon uh, for whatever reason, you made a really bad decision. Instead of, you know, you're, you're feeling like, ah, crap, I shouldn't have eaten that. I shouldn't have done that thing, whatever it is. And you're like, crap, that was terrible. Now your mindset might be, you know what? 
I, this day is a, is you know out out the window. I'm just going to eat whatever the fuck I want, and I'll get back on it tomorrow. Instead of thinking that, frame it as I won the first quarter, I lost the second quarter. I'm still going to win the game by winning the third and fourth quarters. So now in your mindset, you can reframe what might have been a complete shit show as I only lost one quarter. Now, even if you lost the first quarter and then you weren't able to get yourself to that mindset and you lost the second quarter, it's okay. You only lost the first half. You've still got the second half to win the game. There's plenty of times where teams are down at halftime and they come back and win because you've got two more quarters, okay? So I think that mindset is super powerful to just be like, you know what? I lost the four, the first quarter. I lost, you know, whatever quarter. That's all right. I still have these other quarters in my life. Uh, in this day, I mean, to, I mean, I guess you could technically do it in your life, but no, in, in your day to be able to say, all right, I'm, I'm going to recover from this first quarter deficit. I'm going to win the second quarter. I'm going to win the third quarter. I'm going to win the fourth quarter. And then you win each day. Again, it's okay, right? You're, you're not going to go undefeated, there are very, there's been uh, very few teams in the history of, of professional sports that have had an undefeated season. Don't expect that. So you might lose the game altogether. You might have that day where you lose the first quarter, you lose the second quarter, you lose the third quarter, you lose the fourth quarter. It's okay. You lost the game. It's only one game. You've got a long season. There's a lot of games to play. So you go back in the next day uh, with that same frame of mind. But I think that's a really powerful way to just keep things in perspective and not allow one decision to uh, kind of snowball into others. All right. So this has been the longest winded intro of all time. and I haven't gotten into the top five most common mistakes that are keeping you stuck. So let's just jump in. Um, So remember, I said that I'm in Nashville. Typically what I would have done um, in, in my previous chronic dieting days would be like, all right, uh, this weekend was a lot of drinking and eating and whatever. So I'm going to get back. I'm going to make up for all of these indulgences. I'm going to cut calories really low because, well, if I've been overeating and I want to balance that out, I need to significantly undereat. Big mistake. Don't do that. So number one, if you are stubbornly set on eating too little, because you're impatient, right? Either you're like, I need results now, or you feel the need to make up for indulgences. Big time mistake because the restrictive kind of quote unquote makeup part of it is actually causing you to overindulge and feel this lack of control, either on the weekends or at night or when you travel, vacations. It's because you're making up for those things that is causing that cycle to continue. You're adding fuel to that cycle. So stop, cut it off at the source. If you stop trying to make up for it, if you stop trying to chronically undereat, if you stop trying to get results yesterday and you're like trying to rip the Band-Aid off because you're impatient, um, cut those things off at the source and you will find that you don't have as many indulgences. That you don't feel the need to just go ham every time you get the chance. So that's number one. Number two, you pivot way too quickly, okay? So number one is like you're, you're stubbornly set on the way that you're doing things and not changing. Um, number two is you're changing too quickly. Uh, but here's the thing. If you, you know, get to the point where you're like, all right, 
I'm going to stop under eating. I'm going to do things in a truly personalized manner. Like maybe this, this Mike character actually knows a thing or two. Maybe he actually has a point here. And I've been trying to chronically diet. It hasn't been working. And I've been following these cookie cutter programs. And I've never done anything personalized. I'm going to make a change, right? So you like start listening to your body. Uh, you stop trying to force the issue. You stop banging your head against the wall. But then you're like, the scale went up oh shit, I have to change. I have to call an audible. Mike is the worst. I can't believe I listened to that idiot. And then you're like, well, shit, I'm going to change everything. The bottom line is that success is this kind of balance. It's like this dance that we're doing between being patient enough to do things the right way, by, but also being impatient enough to not tolerate anything that's not working or anything that puts you in a box, right? So if I'm like, crap, I, I tried to do things the right way and it's like two weeks into the process and then like the scale goes up a pound, you're like, fuck that, I'm going back to you know this cookie cutter program or I'm going back to keto, I'm going back to this restrictive plan, I'm going back to whatever. And, and you're placing yourself in a box. And by the way, when I say that, I just mean that uh, you're following something that's not personalized. You're following something just for the sake of ripping the Band-Aid off. Don't do that, okay? Stop pivoting so quickly when you finally get your head around to doing things the right way. And, and you'll know if you're doing things the right way because it'll be less stressful. You'll start to feel better. If you're really listening to your body, you'll start to feel better energy. You're, you'll start to feel your mood improve. So you'll know instinctually if that is uh, a better approach for you. But then your, your brain is going to set in and be like, wait, things aren't happening fast enough. We should probably change this. And that's where you really have to uh, avoid that common mistake, number two, of pivoting way too quickly. Number three, is that you might be allowing yourself to be placed in a box. Okay, so this was my reality for a very long time, jumping from program to program. Uh, you know, I'm gonna do Whole30, I'm gonna do keto, I'm gonna do you know, this fasting approach, I'm gonna do this uh, you know, four shakes and a meal approach that I tried. I'm gonna do all these different things where um, it's basically a plan that's the same plan for every single person, regardless of individual differences. Now, even certain macro programs can be that way. Just because a calculator factors in your age, weight, height, and activity, that doesn't mean that it's personalized. Um, I used to work for a company that delivered the same macro formula, even though some of the numbers for each person were different. It was just a formula. There was no coaching. There was no individual variance. There was no understanding of personal preferences and personality. And that's why everybody struggled. That's why people weren't getting results. That's why most people were, were failing and gaining weight. Um, so if you keep allowing yourself to be placed in a box, uh, you will be struggling for a long time. There is no one diet or one way of eating or one formula that can work for everyone. And if there was, we would have known it by now. We would have figured it out. You're an individual, Okay. And so it might sound like, oh, well, finding what works best for me as an individual is really, it's way more difficult than just following this like cookie cutter meal plan or whatever it is. But you cannot survive in a box. So if you keep 
searching for another box or another you know bullshit program. Uh, it might be something that helps temporarily, but ultimately you're going to snap. Ultimately you're going to break. Um, I use the analogy where it's like, if you went out to order Froyo, everybody loves Froyo. Who doesn't, who doesn't love Froyo, right? If you went out to order Froyo and you see all these delicious flavors and toppings and everything, but you're being forced into this one flavor, right? This one cup, this one flavor, and you're only allowed to eat that. And there's all these rules around what you can and can't do. It's just this flavor. You can't add toppings. You can't get a different size. You can't you know, do all these things. That might be okay for a little bit, but then you're going to reach that point where you're like, fuck this. I'm going ham on all the flavors. And that's what cookie cutter programs do. Once you start following somebody else's rules, you will inevitably rebel. You might be the best plan follower in the world. I don't care. Eventually, it's going to reach its tipping point. So that's a huge mistake I see. Number four, thinking that you need to be perfect. All right, This kind of facilitates that all or nothing mindset. Um, but if you just use the example here of like, okay, I'm in, I'm in Nashville, right? And then I typically, I would have previously come home after sabotaging myself and be like, all right, now I need to, to, to try this, get back on plan. Right. I love that. Get back on plan. And that would have been back on plan would have been perfection. My, my perfectionist tendencies would kick in, be like, I have no room for error because I did all of this damage over the weekend. So now I have to be super perfect. Um, by the way, my perfectionist tendencies led me to orthorexia. It led me to becoming obsessed with clean eating and, and these, uh, these perfect rules I had to follow. Uh, and then it was like, you know, um, trying to be perfect. Then when you do make that mistake, because perfect is impossible. Now, again, you feel that the guilt, you feel the shame and then, uh, kind of, everything, all the wheels fall off and you find yourself back at square one. You find yourself back in that cycle. Uh, so it's like the pendulum swings really hard in the opposite direction. The more you're trying to be perfect, that's the one end of the extreme, the harder you swing into the opposite direction. Uh, and that this, this mindset of, all right, now I have to be even more perfect. Uh, that one decision that you make that isn't perfect will then impact the next one and then the next one. Um, so what you have to do is just remove the, um, the remove the idea that perfect exists. Just take it off the table. That's one of the, the biggest mindset shifts that we help our clients make is going into it. We tell them like, you're going to fail. That's a good thing. We want to fail as quickly as possible because we get to learn and perfect is never on the table. Like take that right off the table and it, and it helps tremendously uh, to be able to frame the process. Number five, stop telling yourself that you should be able to do it on your own. Okay. This is a huge mistake, right? Again, and this actually circles back to not wasting time uh, because when you keep telling yourself, I should be able to do this on my own, I'm smart. I can do my research. I should be able to figure this out. Um, you are delaying, you're, you're, you're delaying the process that you need, the help that you need to get things to where you want to be. It's like, if I wanted to learn how to play the guitar, I was like, you know what? I'm a smart guy. I should be able to figure this out on my own. And I start doing my own research and watching YouTube videos and practicing and doing all the things. Yes, of course I can learn on my own, but how much time am I wasting by not just hiring a professional to teach me how to play? And then once I get good enough to do it on my own, well, guess what? I no longer need the teacher. Okay. So now I save time. I saved energy. I saved stress. I've saved frustration and I've gotten to where I want to be. And then I know I don't need a teacher anymore because I can play the guitar. 
are. I learned from somebody who's done it a million times, and now I know how to do it, and I don't have to pay for for the uh, lessons anymore, right? It's the same concept. Like thinking that you need to do it on your own or that you should be able to do it on your own or like somehow that's more noble or whatever. Like you're going to win a medal if you figure it out on your own or without a coach. Um, It is going to delay your results. You're going to waste time. It's going to be more stressful. It's going to be more frustration. And then ultimately you're going to spend more money because you're going to keep trying on your own and trying different things that probably aren't the right fit for you until ultimately you're going to circle back to the the thing that you might be thinking already, which is I probably should have just invested um, in the beginning. I have seen this so many times and it, and it pains me every time where somebody is interested and they're like, you know what? I'm just not ready to make this investment in myself. And then sometimes they come back. I've had some, some people who've come back like a year and a half or two years later and they're in a worse position and then they're telling me all of the other things that they spent money on and, and, it, and it all, it puts it in perspective and they're like, I can't believe I didn't just make the investment then. I would have saved myself so much time and money. Uh, so here's what happens, right? You're biased with yourself. You're subjective with yourself. So when you continue to do it on your own, you're always going to ask yourself, am I doing this right? Could I be doing it better? How do I know if this is working? When you have expert guidance and accountability with somebody who's, who's been able to um, you know, master this process over thousands of reps and, and years and years of experience, all of that is done for you. So you know what's working, you know what feels right, you know uh, what your body responds to, and then you get to carry that forward. Okay. Then you get to uh, you know, understand like, I don't need this. I don't need this coaching forever. I can invest. I can learn. I can achieve the results that I want. And then I can carry that forward for the rest of my life. I don't ever have to pay for another service again. Um, And when you think about all of the success that we've been able to create, right? We have some of the best testimonials. I'm super proud of the the testimonials, the stories, the, the results that we've been able to create in our coaching program at POP. The only difference between our clients who feel amazing, who look amazing, who talk about how they're successful after years and years of struggling, the only difference between them and you, the same background, same, same story, same struggles, the only difference is that they made the decision to invest in themselves and join coaching. That's it. They just made one decision to say, I'm worth it. I deserve this. There's not going to be a better time. You know, I'm not going to be more financially sound down the road. It's just, hey, I know how important this is. I'm a priority. I matter. I'm making this investment in myself. And that's it. Because they understood the value of time, they understood what it means to eliminate stress and frustration. They understand that when they show up better for the people they love, like their kids and their partner and their spouse, right? That is worth it to make the investment, okay? They have the exact same opportunity that you have. They just took the decision and it allowed them to unlock the freedom, the peace of mind, the results that they've been craving. They were able to unlock those things from one simple decision. It's powerful to think about that. You have the control. You have, you're in the driver's seat to be able to say, 
I'm worth it. I'm going to make this decision to invest in myself. So with that being said, that's that's my top five mistakes that you might be making. Um, let me know which one kind of hits home the most for you or if none of them hit home for you or if you think you're making a different mistake, um, just give me some feedback. And if you are at that point where you realize hey, I'm trying this on my own and it's wasting a lot of time and energy and frustration. And you want to know if working with POP, if, if joining the POP method is, is the right fit for you. If, if you are ready to make that commitment to yourself because you know it's going to help you, you know how much it's going to save you in the long run, you know how much it's going to mean to you to achieve your goals and end the frustration once and for all, all you have to do is shoot me a message. Uh, hit me up on Instagram at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner or on Facebook. It's just my name, Mike Milner, um, please. But most importantly, guys, let me know if this resonates. Let me know if this hits home. Um, and as always, I will talk to you all very soon. <laughs>